It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. Although Las Vegas has changed over the decades, there are still some talented entertainers who continue to perform here. And when you have a performer with multiple talents, it's easy to understand their staying power. One such entertainer is my guest, Bob Anderson, the world's greatest singing impressionist, who's performing at the Italian American Club this Friday, February 16th at 8 p.m. For ticket information, go to IACVegas.com. And for everything about Bob Anderson, go to BobAnderson.com. And you can follow him on Facebook and YouTube. And Bob, welcome back to the show. Ira, it's been a while, and it's so great to see you, man. We used to have a lot of uh, these things together in the past, man. Exactly, exactly. Always. So, Bob, you no longer live in Las Vegas, but you've always been part of the entertainment fabric here. How do you see yourself in the entertainment world in general and in Las Vegas specifically? Uh, You mean presently? Yes, Uh, absolutely. Um, I've been working a lot. I've been going all over the place. Um, But, uh, you know, the thing about in Las Vegas is stuff that uh, things have changed a lot out there. As you know, the younger generation has taken, you know, they've taken over. And all of the other people that we were, that I was really uh, uh, friends with and all the things like Sinatra and Tony Bennett and all these guys, they're gone, man. And things have changed an awful lot. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm there. I come out. I've been traveling a lot around. I've been in New York. I'm in Chicago. I've been traveling all over the place. And, uh, but I get to Las Vegas quite a bit. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to coming back to it now. I mean, it's always been a great place for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, we've been doing that Sinatra show uh, for, uh, for quite a while. We did at Carnegie Hall. We were there. And they just got to talking to me about uh, a month ago and asked, Bob, uh, we'd like you to come back. So, you know, it was totally sold out. Carnegie Hall, we sold it out, man. It was an amazing performance, Bob, because I remember the amount of makeup that you had to have put on and then and the full orchestra. I mean, it was quite the experience. I remember in Las Vegas seeing it. It was an amazing performance. Yeah, it, yeah, it really was. And uh, when we went over there, it was a, it was a really a, a fun thing because uh, as soon as I got there, um, I was looking around at the whole stuff and uh, I, a guy came up to me and he was with the uh, police department and stuff over there. And, and he said, uh, they knew me and all this stuff. And uh, I'm trying to think of the guy that took me over there with him. I can't think of him right now, but I will. And uh, he went and he said, we want to make you, we want to come over here. I said, I went to the guy, he said, you got to come to my show. They were all the police department. They were police. Uh, 200 of them came to my show. And sat in the middle and everything. They came to the show at Carnegie Hall. And I introduced them to the people out there because there was a lot of things going on against those, uh, the policemen. The older ones were, they were just getting out. You know, there was a big, you know, problem. Someone wanted to stay, someone wanted to leave in New York. So they came to me and uh, it was just wonderful because in the middle of it, I was like Frank Sinatra. They were talking and I introduced them. I said, we got some real people here tonight I'd like to tell you about. Uh, I said, they're not uh, some people that everybody likes all the time in this town. I said, but that's up to you. I said, I like them. So they're here. And he said, I want everybody 
They stand up and give a great round of applause for these people. These are the police officers that have been working this country for all this time, for the city. And they all stood up and they roared and went on and on. And it went on like this here. And in the middle of the thing, that's when I turned into Sinatra again. And I said, uh, I sang the song, what is America to me? The house I live in. And the, they stood up through the whole show, man. It was an amazing thing. And we got off of there, and it was just an unbelievable thing that they would do that. But uh, it just went well, and we totally sold out the place at Carnegie Hall and the first time I was there. Now they just called me again a, a month ago and asked if I would come back. So I'm just telling you that so you can come and get me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly you out. I got a new, <laughs> I got a new chat, man. No, I, I, don't, I don't have anything. But so, yeah. Bob, I was I was checking when one of the first interviews I did with you. This is how far back we go. It was September nineteenth of two thousand. So that is twenty four years ago. Twenty three and a half, twenty four years ago. And, great. and I've aged, and you look great. So I don't know. I can't figure it out. You're great. <laughs> you always were. Who would, do you remember the first impression you did? Because you've done so many over the years. Do you remember the first one that you picked up and started working with? And yeah, it was uh, it was Sammy Davis Jr. And uh, I was uh, going in. I did a, a television show uh, down there uh, in Los Angeles one time, and they were started asking me about uh the impressions that, that, that Merv Griffin was the guy that put it together for me to start doing impressions. You know, I went to a big party at his house. And uh, when I was there, uh, everybody came into this thing. It was amazing because it was his, it was his uh, 50th anniversary, his present. He was being uh, 50th anniversary. And he came to me and asked me if I wanted to come to his house for this. And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, Merv. So I came in and I'm telling you, man, it was so ridiculous. There were all of the the most, the people, well, there was uh, Debbie Reynolds, there was uh, Shirley MacLaine, there was uh, the Beach Boys. Everybody was in his house for his big party. And I got in there and I'll tell you, as soon as I walked in, some girl ran up to me and she was, it was a party, they were drinking a little bit. She jumped right on me and it was Goldie Hawn. <laughs> she says, will you dance with me? I said, yes, I certainly will. So I, so I started dancing with her, and then she just left me and split. So Merv went over, and he started playing the piano. And when he was playing the piano, all the big stars, all these big people were in there. I mean, there was 100 people in the show, in his, in his home, and at least. And so he started playing the piano. And out of nowhere, now I had never done impressions before in my life when this happened. Out of nowhere, he says for Johnny Mathis, and I automatically just turned into Johnny Mathis. I just started, <laughs> and I'm doing Johnny Mathis. So I do the thing, and he turns to me, he says, I didn't know that you could do impressions like that. I said, I didn't either, Merv. He said, well, what are you talking about? Do another one. So the next one on, I went, I went right into Tony Bennett. And then I went, I left my heart. And I go, San Francisco. And he goes, and now all the people from the front came into the room and were sitting on the floor and stuff watching me, all these big stars. So after I did that, Robert Goulet was standing in the back of the room. And he says, hey, kid, can you do me? <laughs> and I turn around and and again he starts playing and I go, if ever I would leave you, 
wouldn't be in summer. And I go right in to do him. And I do the song and he comes right up to the front of me and he hits me on the chest and knocks me right over in the room. You know, he's, he's good at that. You know, Goulet used, used to do that stuff. Very physical, yes. Yeah, so I got up and I sang the song for him and all this stuff and it came over so good. So Merv stayed up all night and wrote my whole show. And he says, Bob, you're gonna be the singing impressionist. That's how it all started. I went back to Las Vegas with him a week later, went into his room and he said, all those people are wrapped up in this next young man that you're about to come out to. You've seen him here in the show, but he is brand new. And he's an impressionist, I didn't know that, but here he is, Bob Anderson. And I came out and I started doing impressions. And that one I did, was Tony Bennett, uh, Johnny Mathis, uh, Andy Williams, and just a couple of other ones. And that's how it all started. What's and, amazing uh, to me, too, is you effortlessly go from one to another, as you just did right now. You just slide into it. So it's almost, I, I don't want to say it's musical, but very much as a, as a musician, you're going, you're playing different notes. So as a performer, as you are, you're going into different voices, almost as that approach, it seems. Right. Well, I, you know, I've, I've got these guys been with me in my head and knowing them all uh, when we've been out there and stuff that I've known them for so long and stuff. And I, and I do that. I change my shows all the time. I don't do the very same things, but I always do keep in uh, Sinatra and, and, and Tony Bennett, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis, Bobby Darren, Nat King Cole, uh, you know, uh, all those type of guys. Like, see, I don't want to do other guys that like, just because they got new young people today that are doing that. That's them. You know, I'm right. keeping I'm staying in the thing that people don't understand. They come up to me a, a couple of times and they say to me, boy, it's really something. How uh, Tony Bennett was really, uh, really lucky that some of our singers went in there and started to sing with them. I said, hold on a second, dude. I said, you got that backward. I said, every single person that started singing those songs with Tony Bennett, they went to Tony Bennett and hoped that he would say yes. He's mm -hmm. the one that put all you people in there singing. You didn't do that to him. So <laughs> I, I said, you're, you're very fortunate to, to have had that because it's a, it's a crazy, now I love all those people, but the thing of it is in that generation there, when I talk to some of them, it's that they really don't care about anything except the younger generation. That's what they're into. They forgot about the great entertainers that turned Las Vegas into the greatest place in the world when it comes to music and, and, and singers. And not only the Las Vegas, but around the world, they started that stuff. Sinatra and Tony Bennett and all Mathis. They were the biggest singers in the world with the greatest music. And they're they're gone. Now, I'm the last guy in the in the whole thing that's still there doing it in Las Vegas. And so I uh, I really try to keep those guys in in the show when I'm doing to keep them not not the people of today, the ones of, of the past. Because they're just too good to forget about. I'm I'm working on my Bob Anderson impression. It's not going well, but you know, eventually I hope to get it. No, I know it never has. So, but it's but it's really cool. I miss it out there. I miss Las Vegas. Oh yeah, but you still come in, and that's as we mentioned uh, earlier. You're going to be at the Italian American Club this Friday, February 16th at 8 p.m. and when you go, what's the what are the highlights for the show that you're going to be bringing in this time? Are you, is it a mix up of different things? 
Yes, it is. I'm going to do a lot of stuff with me right now because, as I was telling you before, I have a new uh, two new albums that are coming out. They're going to start uh, a week from now, and they're going to be uh, they're at the uh, I can't think of the place what it's called, but it's the biggest one in the United States. They found me. They called me. I didn't call them. They called me and said. Bob, listen, we've been listening to your stuff here on the computer and stuff. And he said, we don't, we're not into it for your impressions. We like them. But he says, we like your singing. He said, if you would get it to us, we will put this on uh, and air. And it's going to start coming around the whole country. Matter of fact, it'll be going around the world. And we'd like to have you. So I'm doing it. And it's they're all done already. And they're going to start pretty soon. Excellent. Um, yeah. As, and they want Bob as, as, as a singer. So I'm doing that. But uh uh, the impressions of the people that I do, um, I, I still come out and like I told you before, I just want to do the great singers and stuff. But I, in those shows, it's it's my act. So I start off doing a number of songs as myself, and then I say, now now I'm going to introduce you to some of the great performers that some of you have known of and some of you haven't. So let me just show you who they are. And I do these guys mm -hmm. and uh, I do them all. And then in the middle, I come back and do me again for a few songs. Then I go back and and we and we do it, and that's the type of it's it's a it's my act rather than me just doing impressions. You know? Right. When you when you perform in Las Vegas these days, especially at the Italian American Club, I assume that after the show, people come up to you that you have seen you perform over the decades, and oh, yeah. it, and they probably bring family members and say, "Okay, you may not know some of these people that Bob is doing an impression of, but I want you to see Bob as a performer, so you get to meet their kids or their grandkids or whatever." You're, you're exactly right. That's exactly what takes place over there all the time. And Rich Little was there with the last time that I was just there. And Rich kept getting up. Bob, wow. wow. He'd stand up. You got that one. And I'd never say, that, that, who are you there? And so, and it was, I brought him up on a stage with me. We had a good time. He'll be out there again when I'm doing it. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys that, that, that are coming out there for me from the past. They want to see this music and stuff. And they are bringing their kids and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's I really, would think so. I'm really pushing that now all over. And we are going all over. I'm going back to uh, soon. I'm going to uh, New York. I'm going to Chicago. Uh, I've got a number of shows in uh, uh, Los Angeles. And uh, I'll be back in Palm Springs again. Uh, so we, we've got uh, a lot of stuff going on. And I'm. I'm just really excited about it. But I love going back to Las Vegas, man. I really do. Yeah, it's pretty always, I say you're part of the fabric here. Uh, here's how far back it goes and the, the Sinatra connection is yeah. 1973 is when you were involved with Nancy Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra at the Sahara. And then all these years later, you're doing your performance of Sinatra in concert. And again, the whole story, if people want to research it, it's amazing how you had this makeup artist, this expert, spent a lot of time and a lot of money, a lot of energy, having you look as close to Sinatra as you could at a certain point in his life and with the orchestra behind you. It's a singular experience. And I'm hoping that, as you mentioned, Carnegie Hall, that it bring you back there. And if not there, maybe Las Vegas, because that you don't get that too often. No, you don't. And just to live you a little uh, a, a funny thing it was... Uh, uh, Kino, oh, what's his name? I haven't seen him in a while. I forget his, I'll get it in a message. But I went down there and to do that makeup of me as Sinatra. See, he used to do, and he still does, all of the great movie stars. He does the great movie stars. Uh, so the, when I walked in there to see him, uh, they, they said, Bob, he, he's not going to see you. 
He says, he's not going to do you. He says, he just does real big movie uh, act, actors. And his name is Kazu Suji. And this is his name right here. Well, Kazu is doing me here. And you can see him doing all my stuff. Mm -hmm. And and uh, it was real nice because when I got in there, the company where I was at, it was at uh, ABC somewhere I was at. And they said, Bob, he's not going to do you. He just does all this stuff. He's not into that. So I was leaving. And I walked by when I seen him walking into, we were going to have lunch. So I walked up behind him and I just said something to him. He says, Bob, you come to me. So I go and sit down with him. He says, Frank Sinatra, my favorite man. What is this? So I told him what I was doing. So he got up and took his food. We went into his, into his office, a great big thing in the wall. And he's, he goes like this here and there's 50 pictures of Sinatra up there. He says, you tell me which one you like. Which one you like? So <laughs> that one, right there, that one. So we go in there, and he did this $80,000 to have it done. 80000 bucks for this guy to do this. And he did it, but he turned me into Frank Sinatra, but you never had to have it redone. It was always there now. Now we could take it and put it up and things like this. So, so we did it, and... Uh, I've been doing Sinatra and it really works. And every time I do it, I got people under to put it on me and stuff. And it takes, I used to do it. It took for a while, uh, almost three hours to have it done. And I said, man, I can't do this. I'm falling asleep before I ever want to work. So I had a different thing, a different guy coming in and do it. And now I get it done in about an hour and 20 minutes. So and it's, an, so it's we, an actual existing um, face and head piece that has gets mod modified once it's on you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I never knew that was the way it was done. Yes, it's a fascinating and it's uncanny when you come out. And again, I know reviews have said that you in, you inhibit, but that's not the word you inhabit. That's the yeah. word you inhabit Sinatra when you come out that way. And yeah, it's fascinating. Do you do you get reactions from people who have been associated with Sinatra to your performance? Do you have oh, people used to work with him or sing with him or perform with him? Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett came to my show, okay? And uh, they were there. Tony Bennett's come to my show out there in Vegas. Every time he'd come to town, there's probably four or five different times he's come Well, because he wants to see himself, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be sitting there like this, and his legs were, and he'd never move. And, and finally, you know, and I'll tell you what he did to me one day, though. When the show was over, he came up to me and he said, he said, hey, you got a minute? And I said, uh, no, I'm ready. He says, yeah, okay. Yeah. He says, That's, you're, you're a real smart ass. I says, come here. So I said, no. I said, okay, what's up? He says, listen, I'm going to tell you something. He said, what you did, he said, and he did. The whole show, his legs were down like this here, and he was just staring at me for the whole show. And it was over. He said, you know what? He said, you did this whole performance and nobody knew your name. He said, you're this, and nobody knew your name. You walked off, and nobody, he said, listen, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to, when you're done with your show, I want you to turn around, go back to your piano, take your tie off. And he said, Sinatra never took his tie off. And he said, he never wore a hat or anything. You take your tie off, pick up your drink, and turn around and walk up to the people and say, Ladies and gentlemen, he said, I'm just so happy you were here tonight. If you don't mind, I said, this is me now. I'm not Frank Sinatra. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to do a song 
as Frank Sinatra, as, as myself, to just let you know, because I'm going to say thank you, Frank Sinatra, for me, because that's what it's all about here. And he says, Bob, I want you to do that. And the people are going to love it when you do that, because they want to know who you are. They want to see you and walk off. So I did it. And he was exactly right. That's what happened. It was right near the end of when I was doing him there. So I get and I got up and I, I sang uh, my way and I and I did it all as myself. I never did Frank Sinatra's my way. And uh, they would stand up and cheer. And when I did that, um, uh, uh, oh, the Osmond brothers, uh, what's his name that's out there right now? Uh, Donnie. Still Donnie stood up. And, and was waving to me. And I said, this Donnie Osmond. And the people said, no, we're talking. I said, Donnie, how you doing? Now, Donnie and I used to work there together a lot. So Donnie comes walking up through the everything. And he goes up. And, you know, the stage was much higher because the group before it, they had to raise it up. Donnie takes up here with his hands and jumps up on the top. I couldn't believe the jump he made. He got up there, started talking with me and everything. And we went on. And then when it was done, he went back. And, and then uh, 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 Rich Little stood up and he always telling Bob, we, you should do this. We love this, the show and all this thing. And they were going on and on. And it was just an, an unbelievable thing. And so I was talking a little bit more. And Donnie turns around again. He says, Bob, forgot to tell you this. So he runs right up and jumps <laughs> on the stage again. And it was just an unbelievable thing. And I, I just <laughs> loved it there in that, in that Las Vegas. So it's always been great to me and uh, I've enjoyed it so much. And I, and when I come back there, it's a thrill for me. How do you stay in shape, Bob? Because you're, you're so athletic even today. I mean, you're, I could see you jumping up on the stage from the audience if you needed to, you're just very physical. You've always been that way. Well, I'm still, I'm still, I work out uh, four to five days a week in a, in a club right up here. I always do. Uh, you know, I've taken care of myself uh, really, really well. Um, I, uh, I rehearse still every day. I, I do vocalizing every day uh, to keep my voice right up to where it was. And, uh, and so I do that. And, uh, that, and I've, I've done that my whole career. I just started off doing it, and it, I wound up doing it now all the time. And it's, if I don't do it, I just feel like I did something wrong. So I, I try to work out, and I, and I keep myself in really good shape. I ride the bicycle all the way up. It's about four miles up to where I work out. And I get out of there and ride the bicycle back. And that's what I got to do, man. Yeah. And, uh, well, you're, so I, you're a pro. Yeah, I feel, and I feel really, really good. So that, that explains it, though, because you always had that energy about you. Going back as far as I remember seeing you and interviewing you over the years, you just had that. And now I say why, because you do it every day or practically every day, working out and bicycling and, and vocalizing. And, and you probably stay fairly non-self-destructive as a lot of performers tend to get when they get into this world. What I mean by that is that drugs or alcohol or uh, oh, yeah. aid, all that kind of stuff. But you, you know, And some people can do it and function. I know Sinatra, for example, was amazing. I don't know how he did it. He stayed out late. He drank and smoked and he lived oh, yeah. to old age. Oh, I know he did. And, uh, you know, I got to know all of those people. You know, I was like the, the, the last guy that came into Las Vegas. You know, I was only 21 years old when I got in there. And in no time, I was I, I was became friends with with every one of those people, from Sinatra to uh, Tony Bennett and, and Johnny Mathis and all those guys. I got to know them all very well. 
And I kept going. And I used to, when, when I would go to the Sands Hotel when Tony Bennett was there performing, we used to go back and backstage, you know. And uh, I would, uh, well, I don't know if I want to tell you all that because <laughs> what we used to do, but I would go back there and there'd be Robert Goulet back there, Jack Jones and myself and Tony. And we would sit there. My son, Matt, would come in at some of these times. But we'd go in there at the Sands and we'd sit there and once in a while, one of us would even take a hit in a joint, you know, and uh, while we were in there. And I uh, can't tell you who. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we would have a good time in there and we would stay in that place at the at the Sands Hotel for two or three hours singing because my cousin Bill Stevenson, Billy Stevenson, my piano player, used to play in there and we'd each get up and start singing in that room at the Sands. And Tony Bennett, would they'd be sitting there and Tony would say, well, go, we don't sit here, Bob, go up and sing something. So I'd start to sing something and I'd do it and go late say, no, not that one, do a different one. <laughs> okay, wait, shut up till it's your turn. So we would do it. And all these guys, we would come in there and we used to have such a great time together with Steve Lawrence. He'd get up and say, oh, room without windows. And he'd start playing. And oh, man, it, we, those were the days. I mean, you were there. Yeah. Well, for part, yeah, you got there before I did. I got there in 78. So you started a little bit earlier than I did. But yeah, yeah. I, I know what it was like in those days where they had maitre d's and you had. Oh. Everybody dressed up to see shows and all of that. I know that when we talked over the years, that was one of your regrets that Las Vegas had changed. When you come back now, what's it like to you? Because it's even more different than it was, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Well, when you know it that, really changed, the entertainment side of it, especially. That also bugs me about it over there. And I've seen it happen so many times. And I'm not putting anybody down. It's nothing like that. If anybody hears me, I love everybody. Everything's cool. But here's the thing. There's... A lot of people that are out there performing on the strip and they're not singing. They're they're just faking it. And when they're laying down and their voice is coming through songs that they've already performed. They're not singing vocally, truthfully. There's a number of them that are. They're just lip syncing through their songs. It's oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I know who they are too. And that never happened in our career that never happened man right. i mean yeah, it was it, it was just amazing and again i didn't mean that to say that to put them down in any way i'm just telling you that's where it is and right. it's totally changed everything we were just in a different world of music than what's happening on today like for example the thing that i will be honestly right here with you and it doesn't bother me a bit to say it uh, the, the, the people that are doing the, hey, back it up here and stick it up there and stuff, you know, it's like, and then they call it, they still have it music. It's not music. They don't even play changes on their guitars and stuff when they're playing. It's stuff that just everything is like this here and like this. Man, you're missing out on the greatest artists that have ever performed. These guys are gone. Like Sinatra and all those people like we just talked about in Bennett. And all those Mel Torme and those wonderful singers. So that's the music that we consider. You know, before, when when they put that on, on television, when they were coming out to Bainesville with doing, oh, they, they, they weren't even letting the uh, jazz people in there saying anything anymore. The country and Western people were out anymore. So that's when country and Western music stopped and started, they got their own thing on television. When you go see them each month. 
to, to say who's won what. They're not even in that anymore because the people that are doing it today, now not all of them, but at the time they were doing stuff that was, you don't even want your kids to listen to it. And, and that's what's going on. And that's what's really happening in a lot today. So I'm just trying to keep that other music alive for the for the people to maybe you're never going to be able to hear it again. But that's that's really what my whole goal is to do as much as I can to make that music continue. That's a great just, way. to Yeah, that's a great way to leave it with that kind of music. And you can hear it with Bob Anderson, the world's greatest singing impressionist. He's going to be performing at the, the Italian American Club this Friday, February 16th at 8 p.m. For ticket information. Go to IACVegas.com, IACVegas.com. For everything about Bob Anderson, including information on the upcoming albums and shows, etc., go to BobAnderson.com, and you can follow him on Facebook and on YouTube. And Bob, thanks for being on the show again. Ira, I couldn't, I don't know how we took this long to not do it before. You know, we should have done this every other week, man. I know. <laughs> I, I appreciate it because you've always been a you really what you do you've been one of the best at and uh, well thank you i appreciate that we'll see you next time you've been listening to talk about las vegas with ira each week ira david sternberg talks with the celebrities entertainers writers and personalities who make las vegas the most exciting city in the world we